You've given me hope. I want you to know that. A new hope? No, the same hope, just rekindled. Like in the <laughs> sequel trilogy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always 2. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah, here with my co-host, Steven. Hey guys, what's up? Fun hey to be here. guys, what's up? Fun to be here, indeed. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about episode three of the Disney Plus original series Kenobi, and we are joined by Brady, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together, and I'll let him introduce himself, and then we'll talk about how much we've experience star wars together that was a really poor way to word that but hey here we are brady how's it going buddy uh it's it's going all right hi guys my name is brady fett um i'll explain that in a second i uh been a long time fan of star wars uh, i guess uh put it in layman's terms i've been watching star wars since before i was three months old i have a home video of from my mom of watching it as a child I'm upset. Oh, so you can compete oh, with Stevens. No, he's beaten me. Oh, no. He's beaten my, like, one and a half years. <laughs> um, I've, uh, it's one of my hidden passions. I've, uh, I've loved Star Wars ever since I was a child. And much like Steven, and he said how he hovers over the Wikipedia page, I consume in everything that I need. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, me and, uh, so me and Brady used to work together Back when I think Mandalorian was coming out, I think season that would have been season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually, in much the same way that Steven has talked me through this playthrough of Kotor, the first time I played Kotor, Brady was the one talking me through that whole thing. And one of the first big Star Wars conversations we had was about Mandalorians and about the specifically, this would have been later, this might have been Mandalorian season two. But specifically the whole conversation about how Boba Fett and Jango Fett are like true Mandalorians and you can track their lineage and stuff. And I didn't know, I had worked together, I had worked with Brady for a while at this point. I didn't know his last name. And so in my phone, I just put Brady Fett uh, for for his name in my phone. And it has been that way since. Uh, Yeah, just kind of like a little taste of like how... Yeah, me and me and Brady go way back when it comes to Star Wars, and so we are really excited to have him on the podcast. Um, yeah, so we're gonna jump right into it. We are talking about, like I said, episode three of Obi Wan. Gonna be honest, actually, I'm not gonna say. I was no, about to fast, say, Brady, what did you think of episodes one and two of Obi Wan? Yeah, I, I mean that's a, that's a that's a hard topic to discuss. I guess like I am absolutely in love with them. Really, I love Uma Gregor. I love how he is. Um, he's not Obi Wan that he was in the prequel trilogy. That he was. He's kind of in this in between between like he gives me the feeling that Alec Guinness gave me yeah, in Episode Four. Yeah. This he's not the you know absolute protector and defender of the Jedi and you know the people underneath the Republic and. He's like a mystical old hermit. Yeah, right. And I, and I love that. And it just it speaks to Ewan McGregor's acting ability. It, it it does. I also really loved in uh, episode two how um, I was really getting the same vibe as um, 
Fallen Order when Cal was disconnected. Yeah. How he was specifically, he would state he was severed from the Force. Right, right. And Obi-Wan kind of gives that vibe off a little bit right now. He kind of does, because Force severance is... It's a, it's, big, a th- it's a thing in the EU, but it's not really a thing in the movies. No, and it's a big deal. It is. Uh, I was, I've seen a lot of discourse online about Obi-Wan in so far getting the the Luke Skywalker treatment from Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Wait, hold up. What do you what do you mean getting the Luke getting He's Luke Skywalker treatment? A depressed disgruntled hermit that doesn't want to go anywhere or help anyone. I will say Obi-Wan has way better reasons than Luke did. I I can I can back that up a little bit too. It's that it's not quite like how um, J.J. Abrams handled Old Man Luke, for example. Um, I completely agree with that. He is a hermit. Um, he I wouldn't say he's angry. He's more like they showed. He's having flashbacks. And that I mean, was, you've used the word disillusioned a lot. I guess uh, so far. Um, I don't quite think that he... I think that there are comparisons enough for people to create discourse, but not not to a T. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Because when I was reading all of that, I was thinking to myself, like, he's not getting the Luke Skywalker treatment. I don't think so at all. And the reason I think is from, like, a storytelling perspective. Because with Luke, they thought, oh, a disillusioned Luke will be interesting. And then when they go back and look at Luke's history, there's no reason for that to be yeah. so they had to invent one yeah and we didn't get to see it we didn't live through it with luke mm. but with obi-wan a disillusioned obi-wan is interesting and there is a reason for it and we lived through it at the end of episode three. Oh yeah yes. we saw it oh yeah and so it makes sense you know he had to turn on his best friend someone he considered to be family you were my brother Anakin. to killing i'm gonna help him. right there the Oh so no, he, he killed the younglings. It's in the line. It's, he, it's right there. We <laughs> see him go through that kind of emotional roller coaster of I'm gonna help him. Uh, oh no, he killed the younglings. Obi Wan offered to oh, go after Palpatine no. because he's like Yoda I cannot kill Anakin I'm yeah. sorry I'm sorry that like <laughs> the way you were oh I know how it sounded I know how it sounded oh no and Yoda's like no you're not strong enough you have to go after Anakin because that one you can win the other one you cannot I need to say it so I real I know to go back in editing but that was definitely the cold open without a doubt okay Great. So, <laughs> oh God, we we live through all of it. We see it all, and so we can understand as an audience why Obi Wan is where he is yeah. today. And then when you think about like some pretty basic concepts of human psychology, Obi Wan's living in more or less isolation for ten years, and the only significant thing in his life is Luke, and that's going to be a constant reminder. Of that defining moment that led him to where he is today. Yeah, which is constantly shown by uh, the moments when he's with Leia. Right. Oh. He constantly oh alludes to the fact that she reminds him of Padme. Right. I love so, 
Leia so much. <laughs> I so love their dynamic like, so much. He's got to be reliving that day, mm-hmm. a day after day after day, and that's got to do some terrible things to a person. Oh, completely. I, I do agree. I, I've loved Obi-Wan so far, though. I have, too. And I, I think his apparent weakness, because a lot of people have been like, oh, he's so weak, he's so dumb. Where's the general Kenobi from the movies? He's dead, man. And it's he's just gone. Like, I don't know. It's He hasn't been in practice. He's had no... Other than protecting Luke and just waiting for the day to start training him, he's had no real reason to keep going. Yeah, which so alludes into the, the severing thing. You know, when let alone you sever yourself, but not practice these almost daily minute abilities that they would use every day. You would grow out of practice. It's like a muscle. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I saw what something I that because you know? uh, like when when Obi Wan describes the Force to Leia, and he's like, uh, "You've ever been scared of the dark?" And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you know what it feels like to turn on the light? She's like, yeah. And he's like, that's the force. And then you think he has disconnected himself from the force for 10 years. And so this man has been living in constant fear for 10 years. This is why you should never stick a fork in an outlet. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why you shouldn't do that. Not like death. But anyway, um, I had another point to that. I had another point to that. Uh, The force thing. Light in the dark. Four, three. Leia. Not coming back. And it's gone. It's gone. It's okay. Gone. Well, that's staying in. <laughs> and it's gone. And <laughs> it's gone. Anyway, uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into episode three. Uh, right off the bat. So I will. I'm gonna throw to Brady for our like minor recaps because I know that you just rewatched it. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a few minutes, and by few minutes, I mean a week. Uh, since yeah, I watched me it. Too. Oh, it's been um, four days. Well, yeah, you're more recent, but I watched it the day of release. Don't look at me like that. I'm looking at you like that. Uh, Steven doesn't watch until the weekend, yeah. which is why we do our discussion episodes a week late. Um, this is staying in the podcast. Wow, that's anyway, blackmail. Uh, we need a contract. <laughs> we do need a contract. <laughs> you need a teacher. Just in case. Um, but yeah, I, if, my memory serves me correctly. It, we open on them arriving on... I don't even remember what planet they're going to. Uh, it was, what, Ma- it was Maspov or something. It was that mining planet. Yeah. yeah, it was that mining planet. But yeah, no, that's I not actually, where you I, open I, up on. Okay, well... You well, open up with the Inquisitors. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, and Lord Vader. That's oh, the first time you physically yeah, yeah, yeah. see Lord Vader. And, yep. Um, yep. I was... I, this is when uh, the noble Josiah over here hit me with the famous save it for the podcast moment because I wanted to talk about how uh, James Earl Jones sounds a lot more raspier, mm-hmm. a lot more. They are clearly using Vader as a horror element here. Mm-hmm. I So I, because of how his voice sounded different enough that I couldn't tell if they were still using James Earl oh, Jones. It, it's James. Yeah. When, when watching it, I commented to my dad. I was like, I'm so glad that he's still alive to mm. be able to do this. Tell me about it. It would be weird without it. Like, it really would. I mean, there's like, there's like, ways to replicate a voice oh, like that. There is. There is, definitely. But to write new lines and stuff like, you know, Vader's a very angry, angry character, you know, um, to, like, the end of episode three was really strange with that scream. Oh, I did. I loved that opening scene. Uh, I think it kind of supports what we had been talking about 
um, in our discussion about episode two in that there seems to be some kind of connection between Vader and Reva. Yeah, see, uh, and the, and the listeners can bully me as the guest. Uh, I haven't watched, I haven't listened to the Obi Wan chapter one and two, but I I do. Disc, disc. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's okay. I I also agree. There's there's something. I thought she had a connection with Obi Wan specifically. I think she may have a connection with both. I I think so too. Oh, she interesting. She, she has a oh, like a fervent desire to not just. And they're trying. I feel like they're trying to play it off that she wants to become the Grand Inquisitor, and I don't think that's what it is. I think that is a secondary. I think that is secondary. I think that's. Just, I think there's a main objective here between the two of them. Oh, I do. Yeah. So I I think Reva might be one of the younglings, from that opening shot of Episode One. See, I've I've heard that too. Anakin spared her in the temple, and that's why she knows who Vader really is. Yeah, it makes because. Sense. Generally, nobody knows who yeah. he is except Tarkin. Because she calls, she says, yeah. Anakin Skywalker is alive. Oh, you right. didn't know. Yeah. 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 And, and then that would explain why she hates Obi-Wan, uh, especially if like they she had some kind of connection with them before Order 66, because they were so prominent in the Jedi Order, they likely right. would have taught like classes and such stuff like right. that. Um, I, episode three... I didn't get to talk about it last time because um, we were only talking about one and two. But I love the fifth brother. Yeah, Yeah, fifth brother. I love his character so much. A lot of it is because he's been played by Sung Kang, and I love him too. But his 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 portrayal of the character is amazing. I'm I'm loving like the he's so menacing, and so like. The fact that we know that he only uses violence as a last resort, but is also like so incredibly threatening. Like I, uh, I love his character Which is so much. Weird because in Rebels he was the one who always wanted to just break things. Yeah, like that scene where he gets thrown into the wall and gets completely knocked out. Yeah, so fifth Maybe. brother in, in Rebels, he's the brute that mm-hmm. just is like, oh, let me knock the door. He's wrecker, but evil. Yeah, and he's and regarded as one of the weakest ones too. Because of that, yes. he's too reckless. He's he's short sighted. Um, for... And the only complaint I have about the actor is I don't think the actor is physically like bulky enough. He was a very big. I think his race was really large. Right, he cause... was a large race. Yeah, and that's it. Otherwise, I think some like shoulder pads, <laughs> and it will be fine. <laughs> I uh I, I do I do like this portrayal of the fifth brother though. I do too. I think in general the inquisitors by their very name should be much more inquisitive. Inquisitive. They should be much more in line with how fifth mm. brother is being portrayed in the show. Yes. In live action rather than the cartoon. I because I like because we also saw a grand inquisitor portrayed that way. Cuz grand inquisitor is so he, he he in rebels he's so meticulous and like really his is. whole plot using the the corpse of luminara to lure in yeah. Kanan and Ezra and, and trap them it's like that is all like that's plotting like, Reva, Reva is not capable of that right when i saw the grand inquisitor for the first time in rebels i was like that's tarkin if tarkin had force powers mm. like he's on that level of being meticulous of being intelligent and I, plot planning, and I can agree with that. Tarkin is very meticulous. Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah. I I love the Tarkin writing. plays the long con. Well, Tarkin is a textbook like military admiral. Yeah. 
Grand Moff. Yeah. Previously Admiral. <laughs> Shout out to the Clone Wars. Anyway, um, but yeah, that, that opening scene where we get to see the Inquisitors interact, um, especially like the whole like the sibling rivalry when she's like, he's like, I'm next in line. That chair's mine. And she's like, um, Vader said I'm in charge, so suck it. And then they're just like, well, I guess we listen to her now. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if they're like intimidated. Like, they're they're scared of Vader, obviously. Uh, they there's clearly something between Riva and Vader that they're aware of. That's valid because I have a feeling gonna... that like that I have a feeling that Vader would admire if one of the Inquisitors were to just like merc one of the other ones. I don't think that would bother Vader, but no. I have a feeling that they would he would be bothered by Riva being merked, and. Probably and like there's there's some kind of connection there that we we haven't seen yet because the fact that they are both instantly they just accept it yeah yeah that is true they they didn't even argue yeah no 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 they no, didn't even was, try and fight was... it in fact the uh, what was it the th- it's not the third sister it's the the other one she's seventh yeah the seventh sister she immediately starts locking down the entire system when those probes go out. Right, like like the, she didn't even put up a fight. She's like, cool. That's what she says. That's what we do. She's seventh. So seventh sister sounds like something I've heard too many times for it to be her. It's seventh sister might be the the big one from Fallen Order. I no, think. that's ninth sister. Well, there's there's three. There's the ninth, which I thought was she's the big one with the red visors in Fallen Order. Uh, second f- sister is Trilla. Okay. Uh, seventh sister is the one with the like the big conical hat. That okay. gets that gets destroyed by uh, Ahsoka. Okay, so that okay, so this is like tenth or eleventh sister. She's so brand new. Who's eighth? Eighth? Who's number eight? Uh, a brother. Yeah, from the comics. Oh, sorry, sorry guys, I haven't read those. It's fine. I haven't read as much as Steven, so I haven't read any of the Marvel comics because. Well, I haven't read a single Star Wars comic. I beat you both. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so then we go we go into that planet that we can't name, um, mm, and we see we see Obi Wan and Leia. We see them get to the coordinates, uh, and to just like real quick off air, and I'll probably forget to edit this out. But um, Brady's gonna come in and say it like he just remembered it, and uh, I just want you to know I will call you out. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I pull my phone out like half the time. No, he does. He does. Uh, anyway, um, we see. I, I name check or date check. We see him get to the coordinates, and th- he's like, "They're not here. This is the like. This is where they're supposed to be. This is the time." He's like, "They're not coming." Obi Wan just freaks out, and yeah. it's hilarious because Leia's like, "And," and Obi Wan's like, "Oh, we're gonna. Everything's going to crap." And, and, and Leia's probably looking around like. There's like, not a soul in a hundred miles. Yeah, like freaking crap has have officially hit the fan, and we're going to die. And later, it's just like chill. Uh, we get to, we see Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker yeah, my for dad, the first time. My since dad got 2005. Just like, who's the Jedi? I'm like, that's Anakin. So being I was I was watching it on my phone, and I it took me a few seconds before I was like, oh, that's Anakin. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like a menacing cloaked figure. That's what my dad thought. Well, he thought it was a Jedi. And then I look closer. I'm like, oh wait, that's Anakin. Yeah. Um, I really thought that like they were gonna go to those coordinates and we were gonna see the Mantis swoop in and land and Cal Kestis and Seer. Everybody were gonna come out. It was gonna you, be like, oh my you god. You really, really want to see that. That's why. If 
I don't see Cal Kestis in this show. I will spend way too much time making a supercut of this show that includes Cal Kestis. I will use footage from the <laughs> Fallen Order 2 trailer, from Fallen Order. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will do whatever I can. Cal Kestis will be in this show. Anyway. <laughs> um, My goodness. Then I loved seeing Leia because, like, just seeing her when Obi-Wan's freaking out, she's like, hey, there's somebody over there. It starts walking over, and Obi-Wan's like, where are you going? She's like, hey, over here, and he's freaking out. She's like, can we get in your in your thingy, please? And then she, like, comes up with this lie on the spot. She uh, does. Which is something that, like, you know, she's practiced escaping that palace, like, that she knows oh, how yeah. to do, right? And so, like, seeing her, like, completely take control, and Obi-Wan just kind of has to, like, go along for the ride. But then when they finally get, they get in the back, and there's an imperial symbol, and it's like, oh god, oops, Why? they found a sympathizer. So what did you think of Mole Man? Freck is his name. Well, Freck, uh, Mole Man. I. He, I think he was as annoying as he was supposed to be. Yeah, he was definitely that like. Oversharing, friendly stranger that. You definitely think is up to something. Yeah, he was he was the guy that you're gonna everyone loves to hate. Like he's a guy that everyone hates when he shows up at the barbecue and it's like, oh god, Frack is here. (sighs) (laughs) That's yeah, that's what I. It took a second for the imagery to enter my head. So yeah, to round us back out on on the normal trek here. Anyway. Maybe um, the normal Freck. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Speaking of Freck, but, um, uh, I didn't think he was as annoying. I thought he was a typical, you know, imperial citizen. I thought he was going to get killed. I thought he was too. I wasn't expecting Obi Wan to knock him out with a pistol oh, I whip. Thought a, I thought the stormtroopers going to be like, dirty alien. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're thinking of Texas. We are in Texas. Hmm. Yeah, it's getting cut out. That also get cut out. Yeah, <laughs> we just got docs. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting canceled. Um, I I wanted to make a point onto what you said about um, you know how they got on and they thought he was like, oh yeah, he's kind of helping out a yeah. little bit. And then you see the symbol of the empire. Um, that that was another good point of contention of fear being a running element in this series yeah. so far is that mm-hmm. like this is in the prime of the empire, like. Just like in the Bad Batch where they're running credits and, like, they're basically running credit cards to every Imperial citizen. And, like, you're only running Empire credits, not off the board. Um, It's very locked down, and if you don't like it, we'll shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. I I also thought, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, there's that. And then they're also trying with – they're going with the message of the everyday citizen of the Empire is just an everyday citizen. Yeah. And Obi-Wan is, he sees it and immediately his mind and his, his his outlook on this guy is just like, oh, he's dangerous. Which he is. He turned out to be. He turned them in. It's just like, hey, there's some weirdos here that uh, probably you're looking for. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that Freck, Freck ratted him out. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Because I, yeah. I was really hoping like Freck was that like truck driver, mm-hmm. dad of five, who like the kind of guy that would find a lost kid at like somewhere and be like oh let's let's find your mom yeah and not like 
uh, aren't you supposed to be in school? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I love to hate him. Um, I did love when he stopped and the stormtroopers were like, hey, Freck, can we get a ride? And he was just like, oh, yeah, hop in. I was yeah. like, okay, that's that's kind of cute. I like that's That's great. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate him. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed most of his character interaction until the very end. It and... does humanize the stormtroopers a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. they're just which I'm I'm not opposed. I'm not either because you got to think most stormtroopers they're just your regular enlisted Joe Schmo. <laughs> they have no idea that they're working mm-hmm. for a tyrannical government that is trying to take over the world. World galaxy. Su- oh, sorry, a, galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, get sent he, to all kinds of countries where they're not. I mean, if, planets. If if, uh, you, if you use world, Cor- Coruscant was already taken over, my friend. Yeah, Coruscant's where it all came from. Exactly, Alderaan's not going to need to be taken over. Yeah, the, the Republicans <laughs> and the Democrats. I mean, ugh, Republican separatist. Oh my God! I apologize, Stephen. This is what he. This is what I do to him. He acts up. This is true. Brandon brings out the worst in me. Brady brings out the even worse than in me. Um, it is okay. Frank- Obi Wan mercs some fools. He does. I enjoyed that fight scene when he barked. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed when the whole he shot the guy who was up on the top and he got cut in half by the laser gate. I was dude. That, that was, was like, oh, that was real. I was not expecting. I wasn't that. expecting it either. I also wasn't expecting him to throw Leia's life to the wind like that. Oh, on the when he when, he when she the guy? she was being held hostage and he was just like okay okay and then shot him in the chest. Right. I don't. I don't think that was throwing Leia's life to the wind. I think that I, was a. I, I was expecting him to put the gun down was, and then use the force. I was too. I was expecting anything but him being quickly brash like that me too I, yeah because that because i mean it's a split second right there where she could have died and then uh retcon guys yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh, yeah i was just... if that wasn't an at 20 it could have gone really wrong oh man yeah I, I was not expecting that it was it was a little bit of a blow for me i was like whoa well he he does believe that it's luke not leia <laughs> He correctly believes. We, we talked about this. We talked about this. I, I think in our second episode. But the, when when Bale is like, she's just as important as he is, and Obi Wan is very obviously thinking like, no, she's not. It's like, yikes, Obi Wan. It's twenty twenty two. Come on, man. <laughs> it's current in your argument. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we we get. Uh, the lady, the lady comes up, shoots yeah. the two Imperials in the back, which I feel is a little, a little tropey. It I, is. I it felt is. it was a little like, okay, I see. The second she pulled out her gun, I was just like, I oh, just, it's her. So yeah. this is this is my problem with these shows is I always go in expecting something, and so every every suspenseful moment in this episode, I was just waiting to see Calcast to show up and save the day, <laughs> and it never happened. You know what would have been interesting is if it was one of the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting. Is if you know the stormtroopers are there pointing their guns. The officer walks up all haughty, and then the stormtrooper is just like, pop, pop. Yeah, bam, bam. That would be great. Uh, anyway, this lady's like, hey, come on. We have an underground railroad for for people like you. And I she, mean, you're, you're skipping our best man here. You're skipping the loader bot. Yeah. Are we, we're getting there. I'm, I'm currently— You said underground railroad. In my head, I am currently 
her inviting them onto like the transport. Then we get to the little town whose yeah. name, which name I do not know. Did they say the name? No, they did not. I didn't. Think and so. then, oh, you, that didn't come up in your little Wikipedia search no, five minutes ago. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what's the name of the planet? I didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we super we peaked. peaked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> I'll like, I'll, I'll record over it and be like, sorry, I had to delete the, the like. That was a really great, great moment. We all laughed really hard, but I had to delete it because it would have blown your speakers out. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I could not find. I believe it's Mass Bob. It's it starts with an M and it's it's ends with a, a V an O V. I know that. We haven't peaked this much in a while. We haven't. Um, I'm, I'm okay. glad. I'm glad I could oblige. We ha- we haven't laughed. Oh my god! And you complain about me squeaking the chair. Shut up. Okay, this is my podcast. <laughs> He's, he's become he's becoming tyrannical. He is. I gotta get I gotta get rid of him. I can press delete right now. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> no. Um. We get in. We see. Is it a new droid model? Is this a new yeah. new? To- yeah. Yes, it yes, is. Um. I wish this droid could talk. I wish this droid was voiced by Kuman Nanjiani. Like I think this oh, would have been a great place to that put would've him. That would have been that would have been good. Yeah. I loved. Bro, later. Done good voice. I. Uh, yeah, but that's like saying like. Someone really good at things could do the thing really good. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of a... <laughs> That's the same thing for saying Kumail Nanjiani could do it. No, Kumail Nanjiani is a specifically funny actor. So was Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is ridiculously good at voice acting, and he's one of the best of all time. He's also a really comedic actor. This is he, valid. He is. Have you ever seen Jungle to Jungle? No. You ever seen the pirate in Dodgeball? <laughs> I've seen Dodgeball once, and it was bits and pieces a long time ago. He's the pirate. Anyway, yeah, we get in the the little shop, the the droid like repair shop, and she's like, "No one ever comes in here." And then we see this droid who's like just protecting the place. Good old, good old, love him, bot. love him. A uh, little quick cut to later when he's the stormtroopers are in oh, there, yeah, and he's got like, the freaking stormtroopers about to get got the hammer, the hammer yeah. behind his back, and I was like. And then we didn't get to see him. I was like, "Oh I, man, I, I'm I, glad I, though, because it would have given away the spot." It no, would have, and I and I really enjoy the symbolism behind that too, as you know they they've been like when those stormtroopers come in the first time, they treat him as just like, "Oh, it's just a loader. It's no big deal. Um, he can't even speak. Don't talk to him." And then they walk out, and, and then he's just he, ready and then, to go, and then man. At you know, quick cut to when they come back in, and he's got that hammer. He's ready to go to town. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I love him so much. Like like it it shows that you know a, a lot of people you know earlier when uh, Leia's cousin was treating droids like they're beneath us. Yeah, and then this is revisiting that where he can think for himself. Yeah, he just doesn't have a vocal modulator. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So then we get down down into the bunker. So I know I know you guys have been very excited. Um. We we see we she's ex, the this lady is explaining the whole process. She's like, yeah, we have little underground railroad for people, and then Obi Wan comes in with, 
Quinlan was here. Yep. And I and when I was watching, when I was I'm so watching glad it, that he survived Order Sixty Six. Oh, when I was watching it the first time through, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, Steven's gonna be so excited. Oh, yep. I I love Quinlan Voss, man. Quinlan Voss is a boss. He is, man. He's my he's my favorite Jedi. I love his race. I love the Kefar. What is his race? Kefar. Okay. He is not human. Um, the yellow line across his face is special to his race. Um, I always thought it was a tattoo. Well, they are, but like uh, there are different. Tatooine. Martin, you stop. We don't need more sand in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but the, like there are multiple kinds. Um, there's yellow, red, and blue, and they're all like tribe markings, and okay. they, they mark class and family specifically. Um, Cal Kestis's ability. The like memory ability where like yeah. when he first picks up Sari's guitar yeah, and yeah, plays yeah. Oh, that right. song. Is it that... Sari? Siri, Sari, then Siri. Siri. I was or no, like... Seer. Is it Seer? It's Seer. Okay. I was pretty sure. Okay. Good. I always thought it was Sari, but no, I'm Seer. glad. It's Seer. Okay, okay well, cool. Cool, cool. Anyway. Uh, anyways, that ability of his comes from his race. It's like the telemetry ability. That's why in the Clone Wars, when mm. you see him touch the ground, he right, automatically right. knows where to go. Right, and that's why he's such a good tracker. Mm -hmm. Because oh. he can touch things, and he through the Force, he literally sees their path and where they went. Right. So is is, are, is that the that. same? Mm -hmm. So is Cal the same race, or not? Is it, it's a similar like racial ability. It's a similar ability, but I mean, through the Force, all things can manifest differently. Yeah, you know, I did love in Fallen Order that. Uh, the portrayal of that that force ability, mm -hmm. something that we hadn't seen, like I hadn't seen before in Star Wars. I yeah. do like it when they introduce new force abilities. Oh, yeah. It's not often that that happens. It's force not, heal. It's a lot. But I I I enjoyed seeing that in the movie. That was like one of my what force heal force heal. It was nice seeing it. However, yeah. it it was like at no cost. Yeah, I'm glad we got. Well, I'm glad we saw Grogu it, do it before Ray. Yes, yes. Because and, and Gro do, Grogu doing it was like oh. A it's like a special thing that, like, a lot of people had problems with it. It's a sequel but, trilogy thing. A lot of people had problems with anything. Well, even with Grogu doing it. But then I'm sitting here, like, no one had problems with it from any of the video games. Yeah, because it's a video yeah. game. You have to have a healing ability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're called med packs. No. They're don't called me, stims. Don't get me started on treat injury. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, because out this, this is more of a KOTOR conversation, but because of the build I was running, I had very little use for persuasion or... Do you want to know what that build was? It was three down clicks on the right Shut joystick. up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that opened the cheap No. Menu. That wasn't until oh, really? late game. That wasn't until late game. Guys, I swear to God, me, I played... Meanwhile, I'm over here and I have like a, 20, like a 27 in strength and I haven't cheated once. <laughs> I had a 20... I had a 25 without cheating. Oh, man. It's nice. It's nice when you can, you know, force jump at someone and just smack them and half their health is gone. It's even yeah. better when you have a sneak attack 10. Well, I don't know about that. That was after the cheat, though. Anyway, yeah. oh, we're not here to talk a, about I how I destroyed Any, anyways, KOTOR. Quin, um, Quinlan Voss, my guys. Quinlan Voss. Do you think we'll see him or think it was just a Oh, I think drop? we will see him. I hope so. They, they wouldn't in, in have... season one. Maybe not in Maybe season not in one. But we'll definitely see him live action again because... I they was, wouldn't have mentioned him. They wouldn't have. And I, I was also kind of hoping for maybe like a his own show because they mentioned that he came through before and he reached his destination and got a new identity. Maybe that skeleton crew. Possibly. Could be. He's a tracker, so he could be fun, fun, like funneling rebels 
to the rebellion. Right. Like in in Rebels, we learned that Rex fought in the rebellion. Right. So yeah, he was for, that one so, bearded guy yeah. in in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so why it's not it's not far fetched for him to get his own show. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I. I don't know. I want. I want it so bad. <laughs> because we know, because Mandalorian, they're not afraid to do original characters. Right. And by original, I just mean like people, like characters that the general public wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, and then if we hadn't seen Cad Bane unannounced, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see him in live action. But because. We saw like Cad Bane, a, a character from the sh- from Clone Wars, completely unannounced. There was no build up to it whatsoever. But like, I think like before Cad Bane, I think they would just name drop him, just to just as kind of a little like under the table, like, hey, hardcore fans, here you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But but now after seeing Cad Bane, I'm like, nah, we could see we could see Quinlan Voss in <laughs> live action. I don't know if he'd get his own show, but I do think he would definitely become a character, like a in pivotal, a, in the same way that Ahsoka was in Rebels. He'll be there in several episodes. He'll be pivotal, pivotal in several pivotal. episodes. But he's he's not going to be part of like the main crew, the main character. Yeah. It's, that's also just not Quinlan's style either. That's true. You know, he's he's a very much of a loner. But I, I I can see him becoming like a not fulcrum exactly, but kind of a fulcrum like role. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then right. we. Uh... Yeah, I knew we were ramping up to that moment in this conversation, and I was. <laughs> I, I love Quinlan. Boss. I think that was one of the things that I cut you off earlier when mm-hmm. you were like, "Anyway, I love." And I was like, "Save it for the podcast." Yeah. I was like, "I know what you're about to say. I know the name that's in your head right now." Yeah, because that that was one of our biggest Star Wars conversations when we when we first started yeah. talking about it. It was just like, "And who is this? I don't know who that is." It's like, "Oh boy, I'm about to learn you." Yeah, because you <laughs> yep. had, yeah, the, uh, those were the days, man. Anyway, um, yeah, we see him head off, and I'm I again I was convinced that at the end of that tunnel was gonna be uh, Greece and Seer, and they were gonna be like jump on, and it was gonna be the Mantis, and we we're gonna see BD, and it was gonna be great, and it none of it happened. No, nope, it was someone else at the end of the tunnel eventually. Yeah, uh, then we I oh my god when. Like, they come through, and they're, like, bringing everyone out of their houses, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh, wow. And then it's like, we see we see fifth brother and yep. a number sister that we haven't mm-hmm. figured out which one it is yet. And then we see Reva, and it's like, oh, wow, Reva's really giving everybody, like, a hard time. And then it's like, oh, crap. And then we see the Dark Lord himself. And we yep. see Vader, and I'm like, oh, my God. Who was it that wanted to go just ham on the city? I think it was Reva. Probably right. it was Reva, but he was like the uh, fifth brother was like Vader said not to do anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was a little bit later. Yeah, after he choked a, a man in it and snapped a child's Yo, neck. I was yeah. that was so yeah, it was like, real dark. That was brutal. Vader. Just, it, it almost felt to me like they were trying to recreate the final scene from Rogue One. Where he's the, he's walking but down the but pathway. It, it is more they oh, are yeah. they are more leaning into the fact that Vader is like a tyrant. Oh, definitely. He is a Hitler level like bad guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, he's but. he's not afraid to kill children, obviously. He's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was brutal. To, um, yeah, like like I was saying, to circle back to the whole the the menace and the fear of of this iteration of Vader is 
it, they are ramping it up so much. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Des- I described Vader's fear as genuine because he's mm-hmm. he is a blatant murderer who is openly a murderer, and is and he is because he knows there is no repercussion for him. He can kill whoever he wants, whenever he wants, wherever he wants, and nobody can do anything about it. There is no legal recourse with Vader. He is the legal recourse, and he'll just kill you for bringing it to his attention. So, yeah. like, that that kind of person is someone who really does instill fear because... Bro, they really teased us with the lightsaber fight. Um, because Obi-Wan's like, go, I'll catch up, I'll be right behind you. And we all know he's not going to be. Because he tells her, get her to Alderaan. Like, not even, like, get her to the ship. He's like, get her to the planet that mm-hmm. she's from where I'm supposed to take her. Like, he is fully handing off Leia at this point. Yeah. And he, he probably thinks and he's, he's like, gonna die. He's looking through those he's looking through that door and he's like kinda waiting for his moment, I guess. And then Vader looks directly at him. It's like, um <laughs> I like I like how uh for a minute there Obi Wan kinda plays tricks with, with Vader. Yeah. Like with the visual cues, like he was in that alleyway looking at him and then Vader turns and he's gone. And then he leads him to that what was that like a? It was okay, like a. So I think part of that was like Obi Wan knew that Vader sensed his presence. Oh, Obi Wan yeah. knew that he would like they 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 their auras touched, and Obi Wan knew that he was so he was like, well, he's gonna follow me. I'm the one he's after. So he just books it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like Leia really is the only danger she's in is as long as she's associated with Obi Wan mm-hmm. because like. And the only one who's after her is Reva. Right, and I wonder Vader, if... at this point, has no reason to be after Leia at all. Right, I, now, I wonder if Obi-Wan is thinking, like, if Vader comes face-to-face with Leia, is there a chance that he'll that recognize... he'll know. He'll know, like... That he can feel... That's like, my he daughter. Then, he like, can he'll, feel it. He'd probably see her and... Be like, like that's and Padme's eyes. In canon, mm-hmm. she would, he would recognize Padme in her, and then also feel her force and, like, all of that, like... The, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's the big thing on the Force. I mean, I'm, I almost, without a doubt, he could probably see if Obi Wan can see Padme within her, then then Vader can tenfold. Exactly. But I mean, they have you know, Leia was shown that she has Force abilities in yep. Episode Nine, which I mean, Stephen, you you've read the EU, you know how crazy she can be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She's got powers. Um. And and if to keep canonicity with that, he can feel her. Definitely. Yeah. And especially in like the old canon, mm-hmm. she's so important in the Force. She and her specifically her lineage is very important to the future of yeah. the Jedi. It is. I would say she's as strong, if not stronger, than Luke. And I mean, that's so. I was potential. reading. I was reading something mm-hmm. the other day that, that that's the reason that in the current canon, she puts down, uh, her lightsaber. So, like, whatever. <laughs> I was thinking of the word <laughs> Use there. Your anyway, words. anyway, uh, that's the reason she like uh, sets aside like the force and doesn't pursue. I can't remember if this was a line in Rise of Skywalker or not, but be, because she knows how powerful her father was and how powerful she has the potential to be and to prevent her being a danger to anyone else she is like i'll stick to what i'm good at which was leading entire galaxies that's not it 
Well, cool. Anyway, the first thing I read. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there that was, for a discussion. All that was wrong. I mean, she not... stopped her training because she had a premonition that when she completed her training, her son would die. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, if I don't complete my training, then he can't die. So I quit. But uh, and then he died. <laughs> but but in lieu of the Skywalker curse, they have premonitions. But the premonitions are actually, you know, showing them what's going to happen if they stop doing what they're doing. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Well, except for Shmi. Her death was kind of independent of anything Anakin was doing. Meh. I don't know if I mean theoretically, if he never went and saved her she'd still be alive because she was holding out just to see him again mm. no nah, she that's, still would have died that's a little bit of a stretch i don't believe that she'd have held out another day yeah <laughs> <laughs> tied up to that post oh yes anyway um so then we get to let's just like we got we got like 15 minutes uh obi-wan versus vader like Oh. What did y'all think of that fight? I was so disappointed in Obi-Wan. I mean, I get it. He's out of practice, all of that. But he's like, three hits and then run. And I was like, God, why? I want. I just want to see I just want to see the fight. I want to see the fight. And he I, runs away. Yeah. I want to see the fight. But I think this, this, this fight shows the gap between their power. It does. Exponentially, because I mean, in Episode Four, like he was nowhere near Vader's power, but that was the whole like "strike me down and I will become far stronger than you could ever be" kind of thing because of the whole living force. Yeah. And that that suggests because right now in the show, it's suggesting that he has yet to really contact Qui Gon. Dude, I want it so bad. I want to see Liam Neeson. I do too. I I one hundred percent believe that we will see him. He's oh, been, definitely. I the 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 fact that they brought it up. Means that they're gonna. Oh do yeah, it. Mm-hmm. but it means it does mean that he will eventually between now and the movie. Mm-hmm. So I um I I read something that even though Qui Gon was was unable to finish his training so that he could appear as a Force ghost, that in the in the time between that he has been doing what he can to like manifest his. Uh, power to be able to appear to Obi-Wan and not just communicate like vocally. Do you think we will see Liam Neeson on screen or just hear his voice? See, I would like to see him on screen. They I, can do it. I think we will for the sheer factor of his voice being prevalent during them all talking to Ray during the end of episode nine. And during Luke's slaughter of the, it's always been his voice mm-hmm. every time he's come up since it's been his voice, except for the Mortis arc. Yeah. In yeah. Clone Wars. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah he, when he, he was, still, he was still physical there, but I think that was because Mortis was such a strong uh, force. Oh, you nexus. Know what? No, I don't think we will. He was he was in the Mortis arc though. He was, but I don't think we will see him in live action. Why? Okay, because yep. in the final arc of Clone Wars, of season six, mm-hmm. when Yoda goes to the the Living Force, the Living Force planet, mm-hmm. Qui Gon actually, or no, when he's on Dagobah and Qui Gon is like in that little cloud of fireflies, mm-hmm. or at least visually he is. He he actually says that he didn't complete his training, so he I just can't. Re- I just referenced it. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Just I sorry. just referenced this when he, I, when I said he didn't complete his training and so he can't appear yeah. like visually. Brady, Brady, no. This is my podcast. Yours <laughs> <Chunk> is <laughs> our podcast. Tranquilo. <laughs> anyway, um, look at that look you gave me. It was just very like, dare you challenge me? <laughs> Continue. I'm the Sith, and I. Have the files on my computer and could delete them. I thought them you were just saying I all the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am, not existing because I'm gray. Yeah. Even, even you know that, that's a whole episode thing. Right? Oh, we'll have you. We'll have you back. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, the I, gray Jedi. Ash Do they Law, exist? Ashlaw and Bogon, man. <laughs> yep. Oh, so you do know? I was wondering if he, he would. He mentioned Bendu. Of course, he knows. Yeah. God. Well, Bendu was in Rebels. No, but he mentioned Ashlaw and Bogon, though. Oh, my bad. Dawn of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Origin of the Force. (sighs) Dawn of the Jedi is the story of the origin of the Jedi Order and the Force. Mm -hmm. Yep, before there was Sith. Anyway, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus original (laughs) series that I can actually talk about because I've seen it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go read the comments. Um, What did you guys think of this, of when Vader caught Obi-Wan and he's like, like, one, I think this was this was part of kind of his human showing through a little bit of the tactical the the good tactical decision would have been to just capture Obi Wan right there, but he was like, No, this is the first time we've seen each other since you left me to burn. It's your turn now. And he throws that man into fire and, and watches him burn. And it's just like Oh, oh he, dra- he drags my him. God. Yeah. I, I, Vader's oh, so- Never before did I think of Vader as being vindictive. He's brutal. Mm-hmm. He is very efficient. He'll kill you and be done with it. But never have I thought like, oh, he is vindictive and he'll drag it I think out. That's why. That's why I think this was a little bit of his Anakin showing through. Because Anakin was always that way. Anakin was always very. Mm, maybe. I wouldn't say vindictive. I'd say he was. It was more passionate than anything. Yeah. Anakin definitely was driven by revenge a lot. Oh, completely. But I wouldn't say vindictive. Yeah. He didn't go out. He wouldn't, like, go to extra lengths to increase your suffering Mm -hmm. if he had it out for you. He'd just end you. Yeah, like when, you know, he used himself as bait to surrender and pull out that tactical droid. And then immediately kill it. Hashtag the Republic are war criminals, dude. Through and through, that's a war crime. Yeah, there. That's a lot of what they do with war crimes. Yeah, there are a lot of. There are more on the side of the separatists, but there are a lot on the Republic side. There are a lot of war crimes. There's too many on the Republic side for them. You can go find like a 15 minute supercut of all the war crimes committed by the Republic. It's come up in my suggested watches. Could you like snippet that and send that to me? Yeah. Well, I'll show you. I'll, like I'll get you. I'll get you the link. <laughs> War crimes we... are fun. What? <laughs> See what the Republic did. Hey, he's a gray Jedi. Okay, you can't. Or is he a gray uh, Sith? Is I am. That a thing? I am balance. No. <laughs> I am balance incarnate. <laughs> um, I'm a balance and War crimes. All right. So <laughs> one for that side. One for this side. <laughs> Equality. What did you think about Obi Wan getting away? I didn't. I I mean obviously the show's name is Obi Wan and they're not going to end it in three episodes. Oh, 100 percent. But like I wouldn't have. Oh, it made getting... sense to me. Mm-hmm. So part of that was like so. Question: Did Darth Vader vate her? God. 
It's okay, it's okay Justin. I should just Did quit he sense her? Did Darth Vader let him get away? Yes. That's what I thought too. Oh, completely. He yeah. could have completely like pulled him right back through the fire. There was <laughs> yeah, nothing but stopping soon, him. As soon as he got away, it's like, oh, I'll get him. Vader's always been the one, like the second... I, it, he, Vader's the kind, I think, that he needs it to go his way exactly. The moment any kind of wrench gets thrown in and it disrupts how he like envisioned it playing out, then he'll let it get away so he can start over from scratch. Because we've had multiple scenes where he just kind of stares off into space as the target of his focus gets away. Uh, Luke falling down the shaft in Cloud City. Vader could just be like, nope, you're coming right back up, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, get back here, boy. Uh, but you're he coming home with me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded a little... That's a TikTok reference. Come uh, on, we're going to go have brunch with Grandpa. <laughs> you can meet your niece, Ray. <laughs> oh, don't oh. start. Oh. Uh, then, uh, oh. uh, I don't like at it. At the end of Rogue One. Nope. He mm-hmm. just like he. I don't know if he can necessarily stop a cruiser from getting away, but he definitely oh, just kind of. Killer could. If Starkiller can pull a Star Destroyer from orbit into the planet, Vader can. Oh, Vader been, is I've more been, machine than man now. I don't care it if affects uh, his force abilities. Yeah, and you know, so does he's still um, strong. So does him, you know, surviving without any of his equipment for like a week off the forest. Yeah, that's true. So, but he but, does. He just watches it go. He he really likes those dramatic moments. And he, I just can I just can I just say how how glad I am that he mentioned Starkiller in the Force Unleashed. Unannounced, like unprovoked. I don't I know if you. I don't know if you've noticed so far on the podcast. But Starkiller is one of, if not my favorite Star Wars character, and I love. I thought it was Cal Kestis. Yeah. Oh, I love of... Cal Kestis. He's not Are you sure. He yeah, might right? be like top oh, two. Mixed signals here. I yeah. would rather see Starkiller in live action than Cal Kestis. Then how come 100%. you keep fanboying I, over Cal? I would watch Starkiller kill Cal Kestis in live action if that's what it took. And and I love, <laughs> I think, to counterpoint Starkiller specifically, is that um, his uh, mocap and visual effects Sam actor is the voice of Maul. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. one of the greatest Star Wars actors of and all time. And he has been in with star wars ever since he like he like you know it's like one offshoot actor who just disappeared you know you know he's still been with star he's wars. also i think if you uh, listen to him in interviews and everything he is one of the most he, he is up there with mark hamill as like he doesn't just play these roles he becomes these roles mm-hmm. and he knows oh, yeah. more about star wars we've talked about this so sam Witwer is our like dream guest on this podcast oh yeah because we know we could have him on and be like guys this is the voice of maul and also star killer but then we would have a like in-depth conversation about star wars because he knows his stuff it's actually how i was watching an interview with him and it's how he got the voice of maul really they wanted to do something specific and he's like that's not how the sith would do it and in the interview, in, in the audition and, like, the post-interview of it, they're like, well, why did you go with this choice when we had talked about this other thing? He's like, well, that's not how the Sith would do it. They would do it like this. And then he went on, like, a several-minute explanation of, like, this is how the Sith would do it and this is why. And they're like, okay, you have the part because you actually know the part. Yeah. yeah, like, you love Star Wars. You're not just exactly. here to make money. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, love Starkiller. We'll, well, have you, we'll have you back on for Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not your dream guest. Sorry, guys. Oh, your dream. Sorry, I'm let me. Re- I'm giving dream, you a hard time. Dream, dream Already celebrity insulted. Guest. Sorry about dream that. Dream celebrity like my guest. My co-host gets a little in front of himself sometimes. Your co-host? Yeah. Is that a fat joke? 
Guys, we have completely gone off the rails. That was a great time. It was great. Um, great. <laughs> um, so anyway, end of the episode. Do you guys have any... Uh, it ended with Leia getting captured, question mark, I, by Reva. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, you know... I don't have a problem, and and I, I've been I've been thinking about this while we were getting on topic of you know some, you know Star Killer and all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, the best. I don't have a problem with Riva. I like her character. I like her passion. I like her drive. It really shows that she's like really going into this role of the Sith. You know, like because you know passion equals strength. Right. Um, but that doesn't equal always being in the know. And there's That's some true. there's some ability she has. I mean, like when she touched um, what's his name on uh, Dayu and like pulled his memories. Right. There there's there's something like I she. I mean, we we've seen we've seen Kylo use that ability not as proficiently, but we've seen Kylo use that ability. It's, that one specifically. Yeah, but I mean, like it's also like she was retracing the steps of how they got through the. It's it almost is like. Quinlan's ability, yeah. but more invasive. Yes. Yeah, like she's just like, oh, okay, well, some got away, and then immediately turns around, he's like, oh, what's this? Hits the box, presses the button. Yeah. Here they went. Yeah. That, I don't hate her character. I really love it. I love, I, I love uh, Moses and her portrayal of, of Reva. I, I love it. I just would like a little bit more into how she's always on top of it. I yeah, think part of that. I hope they explain it in canon. I have a feeling it's Bad Hollywood writing. magic. Hollywood it's just, magic. It's just poor writing. It, it's plot convenience. Otherwise, you, you got to. I think it probably is more plot convenience. It's because forced it's a, plot. It's a six For- episode season, and this is a, one is of the it? problems. It is. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. And this is one of the problems I have with modern Hollywood is that TV shows are just so short now. You have. Six episodes when you know because because in the nineties you had Star Trek and they're all twenty one one hour episodes and we yeah. just don't get shows well, with that be, kind of like Star like Stargate and stuff like yeah. that because they're yeah. they're different now because this is less about Obi Wan more commentary on like modern television the the era of the Netflix show they're not shows they're long movies that's true they're, they are they are they're filmed they're written they are. Every they are they are long move. It's literally no, if you took a TV show and took out all the filler. Oh yeah, that's that's the other thing is that they're not episodic. It's a single continuous story, mm-hmm. where like Star Trek, they're all episodic with the occasional one part one and two and maybe a part one two three. See, so I I like the new format. I like it, the it old allows format. it allows them to do a long form movie. I like the old format because you get more of it. It's valid. I'm I'm with I I prefer more of it. Like I mean, come on, if we had 21 episodes of Obi Wan or like The Mandalorian, I'm not gonna complain. I also don't think we need to have stories that are just a you know parts one through six. Mm-hmm. I think we can go like the really old Doctor Who's. They were all like Clone Wars. They were two, three, or four episode serials, and you get six or seven serials in a season. And I th- and I and that's something I really like about the Clone Wars is that they're episodic, but they're also longer format stories that require multiple episodes. I I, I like that. However, I don't like how it was uh, released. 
I don't remember how it was released. Uh, I actually didn't see it while it was released. So, because I, I, I watched the first episode. I've never seen the movie, so whip, whip me now. I'm sorry. I'm I'm lost. What are we talking about? Clone Wars. Oh, you haven't seen the first three I've episodes? Never, uh, no, I've never seen the movie. Uh, the first two episodes? <laughs> the movie. The movie is like four it's, episodes kind of hodgepodge it's, together. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the introduction. I, I, I watched y'all's or listened to it about the introduction. Yeah, he actually listened to the podcast. I tried to because I like Star Wars. Thank I mean, that's, you. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but it it annoys me when the very first the very first episode of Clone Wars is actually episode three yep. from yep. season three. Yes. That yes. is annoying, and it's it's a it's a bunch of jumping back and forth all the way up until like the last two seasons when you get into. I know why they do that. More, it's but it's so annoying. I know, it's very annoying, but I know why they do it. Because I actually you have one minute to explain it, and we are running out of time. Come on, it. My my sister and her husband both work in the industry. Okay. They're both in Hollywood, and I had asked them about this because it's also with the old Batman animations. Okay. The DVD box collector mm-hmm. is not. The production order is not the same as the aired order. And it has to do with the when assets they create are ready and when they're not ready. So like they'll have a painted backdrop that they'll animate the characters in front of. They have the painted backdrop for episode three finished. They'll air episode three first while they're still working on the backdrops for episode one. And if they have assets from episode three that they know they can use in episode two, they'll work on episode two before working on other assets or other shows that have assets they have yet to start working on because it's it is much cheaper to produce the show that way i could see that it, it's just annoying it is it is very annoying but long story short we get to see pong crow merc some clones and it makes it all worth it De- oh. yes and we get to listen to his lightsabers cuz they Bef- real Bef- quick real quick favorite lightsaber sound in the star wars canon dark saber valid Pong Krells. Okay. Undecided. I'm um, pretty sure it's Darth Maul, but... But b- before this is over, I'm upset at you for never mentioning Plo Koon. Plo Koon in, in when? when? Every time the Jedi Masters fall. In all the other podcast episodes. I I, 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 I swear, I have mentioned Plo Koon. I, I do mention Plo Koon in one of our episodes because I do mention that I want to... I want to revisit that because Wolf Didn't is one of the ones that... we talk about Force Lightning? We did uh, in one of the beginners guide episodes. Plo I haven't gotten to the beginners yeah. guide yet. So I have mentioned Plo. Okay, but not as much as Kit Fisto. I'm sorry. Kit Fisto's the best Jedi. He's That's better a... than Quinlan. I said it. Death stare. Just for the audio listeners, Brady gave Steven a hardcore death stare. He was about to say something, and then he. I think he was about to throw the mic at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, at least Quinlan's still alive. Oh. Uh, um, if you listen to our podcast, you I don't know care about your editing issues. This is valid. <laughs> this is valid. He has listened to the podcast. He's too powerful. <laughs> um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we're going to have for today for our discussion of episode three of the Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Final thoughts? It was great. It was really good. I liked it. Uh, any quick predictions for episode four? Uh, before I go home and watch it tonight. Yes. Um, before I watch it on my laptop. Obi-Wan's going to be hurting. Probably. Uh, I don't think his burns are going to be as serious as we think they might be. I, I don't think so either, but I definitely think traumatically they will be. Oh, yeah. I uh, it's it's uh, I still hold out. 
We're gonna see Cal. It's gonna happen. I think all my all my people in the comments that are supporting I me. I know there's no people in the comments. No. I think Leia's gonna take, be taken to the uh, Inquisitor's Fortress on that water world. Yeah, I think Ooh. so too. And I think that might be it. She mm. kills all of no. them. Oh, this might be it. She gets taken there. Cal and Seer have already been there. Yeah, because that so is Obi Wan will need to go to them to figure out how to get there and break in, and they'll this will be their return trip. You've given me hope. I want you to know that a new hope. No, the same hope just rekindled, like in the <laughs> sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Already. We're going to go ahead and cut it here. Brady, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm Indeed. glad to be on. <sighs> and Yeah, Stephen already got his alrighty in, but it was a few seconds too early. Um, anyway, alrighty. Uh, thanks and for listening, y'all. We will see you next week. See you next time. Adios. Alrighty. Nope. <laughs>